This is day 15,054. I've been waking up every morning thinking about how many hours I've spent working the previous night. And I gotta be honest, building the dream keeps me up at night. Building the dream keeps me up a lot. <laughs> um, I tend to be someone that is always thinking deep, particularly at night. And on day 15,054, I thought I'd bring to the table the conversation of the foundational framework necessary to build that dream. Because I gotta be honest, building the dream keeps me up every night. Every night, nonstop. It doesn't matter. Um, I'm pretty much in the deepest areas of thought into the evenings and into the nights. Four o'clock in the morning will roll on up and I'll still be there. Five o'clock in the morning will roll on up and I'll be like, whoa. And six o'clock in the morning, well, that's about the time the 28,000 day podcast is going up for everyone to see on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on YouTube. And I'm just hitting the restart button on the next day with a few hours of sleep. I do get some sleep in. I do get, you know, some sleep in. But building the dream keeps me up at night. And I thought we'd talk about the countless nights on day 15,054 that we spend working on the dream. I wanna invite others to get involved, to be a part of the discussion, so you know how we do. Come on to Clubhouse, have a discussion with us. If not, if you're already in bed, throw up a question. Uh, let's have a conversation into the evening and maybe even compare the dreams that we're building, that we're trying to get to that next level. Um, it's pandemic times, I know but we can certainly dive deep into figuring out a new way of elaborating that dream that's been there and we're gonna get we're, we're gonna we're gonna go into it in terms of uh me being honest about why i stay up at night sometimes sometimes it's anxiety to be honest it's the anxiety of having to work through some of the logistical framework of some of these lofty goals, these lofty ideas that you set up for yourself and then sometimes you're sitting up at night wondering, how, how, how am I actually gonna do this? What is it exactly that I'm going to do to get me to this place I wanna be? Am I even, am I even getting anywhere? And that's exactly where we're gonna go this evening. I see Alex joining us on uh, Instagram. I see Karina joining us on Twitter. I see Moises joining us on Twitter. And I see some folks beginning to join us also now on Facebook. So I see Nestor joining us on uh, Instagram. And Nestor, I wanna give you a personal invite to come onto the discussion on Clubhouse because there is you are one individual I want to pick your brain about uh, the project you're currently working on. I now get a ton of my news from your project, from your endeavor. For those of you that don't know, Nestor uh, is building an amazing project called The Bold News. And uh, 
Nestor, I, I'll, if it's not today, uh, we're going to have to bring you onto the podcast at some point to have a conversation about why you started this and how you started this and where you want this to go. Anyways, building the dream keeps me up at night with a lot of anxiety on, on a lot of on a lot of levels. I think when you set very big goals, you're not only setting yourself up for success, but there's no safety net below you, so there's a huge risk of failure. And if you keep looking down, if you keep looking around, you that 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 anxiety starts creeping up on you in terms of building the dream. That's what keeps you up. But there was a there was a very interesting speech I once heard that dealt with the fact that when you feel that anxiety, when you feel those moments of high stress, it's really the body's natural response in preparing you to respond to that external force that's creating that anxiety. So stress, anxiety is just your body saying it's time to respond. It's just your body saying it's time to address this. And it took me probably about, I want to say the better part of 15 years on this journey to understand that, to understand that that anxiety reaction that I was keeping myself up awake with at night, thinking about all the different strategies was simply a normal reaction to being an entrepreneur, a normal reaction to diving in deep without a safety net. And so building the dream keeps many people up at night, but it's also the time where you should have clarity. There's there's no interruptions. There's nobody sitting there saying, hey, uh, you need to address this right now on the phone or via email. There's nobody pinging you because it's largely quiet. It's the moment where you can really sit down and start sketching out some of these ideas. And that's exactly what happened in my case. I would say back in 2006, I would stay up with the excitement of wanting to build that dream, of wanting to figure out what is my organization going to look like? What am I going to be able to achieve? What is the eventual impact I want this organization to generate. And so in stage one, in terms of the foundational framework, it was all led by this deep inspiration of, okay, um, I, I need to get these thoughts that I have in my mind out and on paper. I need to make sure that I make some sort of sense from this and get to a place where I can develop a mission, a vision, some sort of statement that said, this is where I'm headed, and this is what I want to develop and to create. Some sort of living, breathing document that would allow me to look at it from time to time and go, I'm walking towards that mountain, I'm walking towards it, I'm reaching that peak. I needed that document. And so initially when you set out to take that journey, the inspiration kind of sets in. And so that's a foundational framework that 
everybody has to develop. Everybody has to come up with the ideas, sort them all out because there's so many ideas floating around in there. But at night, it's kind of the perfect time to sit down and figure out, okay, this is how it's going to work. This is what it would look like. And during this pandemic in 2020, I have to say that on a personal level, the anxiety peaked to stratospheric levels. Not just for my own organization, but on a personal level with all the things going on health-wise in terms of my mom, uh, which some of you have been following me on. But there were so many things going on that I needed to sit down and I would spend the greater part of every night jotting down ideas, getting creative, starting to figure out what what can I build in pandemic times with severe limitations to the way we used to do things. And so there's a second stage of what keeps you up at night regarding the dream. And that's that anxiety and that stress and that fear because there is genuine fear and trying to figure out and make sense of it to the point where you can draft up a new plan. All in relation to the plan that you have initially. So there was an organization that was founded in 2006, but I never had the power of decision for about six years. It was all in the imagination. It was all on paper. It was all essentially And I hadn't really gotten to a place where I could act on those thoughts because fear paralyzed, stress paralyzed, and the anxiety levels were high. I did not want to leave the steady stability of my job, of the things I was currently doing. And so it was at that moment, in the midst of that stress where I needed to draft a plan to deal with that anxiety, to respond to what I was being anxious about. And so that's what, that's what ends up happening in the second phase of staying up at night, building the dream. It was essentially sitting up and going, all right, what am I really worried about? What bills am I worried about paying? My rent? Okay. There's got to be a plan for covering the rent. Um, the cell phone, the different things I'm going to need to do to be able to get the business off the ground. So many of those second steps were all financial. I was trying to figure out what's the financial model going to look like so that I could actually take this dive and address these pieces of stress that are just on me at high levels, stratospheric levels so that I could begin to gain that peace back again, that, that Zen, so that I could continue to be creative, so that I could continue to be focused on the things that I wanted to be focused on. So that becomes a little bit of that stage two, addressing all of the different anxieties, all of the different fears, in terms of a plan and it these stages are not linear that is to say i mean i'm not looking at 
this like, all right, I already did step one, did step two. Anxiety and stress are gonna come in and out of your life at every single moment, and you're not gonna know what comes when. Because your body is going to be responding to active things that are on your mind, and yeah, you'll be staying up quite a bit at night working through building the dream. Sometimes you'll be in conceptual stages, the startup, maybe the rework during pandemic times. And at other times, it'll be about actually prepping yourself for the action, addressing all those fears, all those anxieties. That's kind of the stage two. Although again, they're not linear. It could happen at any given point of your journey. And then finally, there's the execution area for which you want to stay up at night for which you want to begin to develop point by point, line by line, the execution pieces that were pretty much guided by the initial stages you set up for yourself. As a result of these great discussions that we've been having through the podcast and through these different uh, live streams that we've been hosting, friends started coming around and saying, this, this is awesome. So, so, how, how, how did you develop these ideas? Uh, how did you develop the podcast, man? I want to develop a podcast. Uh, so I've been, I've been having a good time in that a lot of these friends were now figuring out how to develop their own journal on the journey, right? Whether it's a podcast, whether it's written work, whether whatever it may be. And, and the bottom line is it, you need decision power. In other words, you need to make decisions, stick to them, and then make adjustments as you move forward through these different stages that I just laid out. Stage one, stage two, stage three, in terms of developing the foundational framework of your dream. So as you're moving through these, you have to have the wherewithal and the courage to say, all right, I'm actually going to execute this. We're actually going to do this. And you'll be surprised with some of the results that come from that, right? I've been having a wonderful time having discussions with uh, fellow El Pasoans from my home city. And we've been discussing about, you know, how we can develop a uh, some sort of community where we can have a podcast, but we can also have deep dives into different issues and discussions that we care about. It all came from a discussion with different people and then sticking to our decision of seeing it through. And that is what becomes the amazing part of the journey. It becomes the unknown because you'll be surprised who pops up into that discussion. Who says, you know what, I have these resources that I'm willing to share with you and uh, let's build something with these resources. And, and that's essentially what has happened over the course of the last 365 days in my 20, 28,000. These last 365 days, I think for everyone, because we're right at about the year mark of the pandemic, have been insanely stressful to the point where people don't know where their next paycheck is going to come from. I get that. Been there, done that. To the point where people can no longer 
plan on the things that they were planning for in terms of the next stage of development for their business, their organization, having to deal with issues like layoffs and the like. Oh yeah, and then dumbass politicians that are making half-baked decisions like uh, the good old governor of Texas right now telling people to take off their masks starting Wednesday. But during the stress, in that time, it's just basically your body telling you, this is the moment. This is the moment where you must respond, where you must create a plan, where you must go through every stage of answering every question that your mind has so that you can regain that peace and begin to execute again. And that's exactly the journey that I've been on. The past 365 days in my 28,000 have been one, have been just one day after another of deep thought, deep stress, and reform, deep reformulation. So the mission and the vision of the organization I lead remains the same. Yet everything about the way in which we do things, about the way in which we were carrying out not only the day-to-day -day business, but all of the plans for the future, 100% must be reformulated because we depended on the interaction between one person and another, because we depended on bringing people together physically, face-to-face -face, in different locations throughout the globe. When, you're, when you have that ripped away from you, it causes a deep reflection about where do we go from here? How do you recreate experiences? How do you recreate the dream? The initial mission and vision? Now with a digital experience. And that, that is an entirely new journey. That also seems a little bit familiar because you've already been through certain steps of the journey before. So the reason I share this with you is because whether you're an entrepreneur that's deep into your entrepreneurial journey, whether you're someone that maybe thinks, well, maybe I should become a social entrepreneur. Well, maybe I should one day follow my dreams. It doesn't matter the context of the dream. What matters is the process and the process that I'm trying to share with, with everyone is, is just one where I think it's, it's pretty uniform throughout. I still remember, um, when, the first big dream that was on my plate happened. And that first big dream was reaching out for college and figuring out how I was going to get to this dream school. And, and all of a sudden, like once I had kind of the idea, I knew that there were certain requirements I was gonna have to, to meet. And then aside from the requirements, there was a series of things that I was going to need to do to be able to differentiate myself. The same process, the same journey continues in every single other dream I have been a part of. I, I reached out and, and I first got declined. I first got rejected, flat out rejected from Georgetown University because I had applied early. And I remember I thought that was the end of the dream. 
<laughs> I remember I thought, oh my gosh, this is, this is it. It's over. It's done. I got rejected on early decision, so I'm done. And of course, I was being a little overly dramatic. There was still a shot, and that was in regular admission. And I could have given up. I could have said, you know what? Ah, forget this. I'm going to go down another line. But, but I didn't. Somewhere down the road, after dealing with the grief of being rejected, I ended up saying, all right, we, we, I got to figure out a way to at least be competitive in the regular admissions process. And you know what ends up happening is I gain admission in the regular admissions process. And I share that story because it's one of the earliest stories I know of reaching out for the dream, trying to build it and to get there. Uh, kind of the same process over and over, almost like Groundhog Day. Every dream I've tried to build since. There come moments where you want to give it all up. Moments happen when you're like, uh, there's no getting out of this one. But you end up figuring out a way if you listen to that stress and that anxiety and respond to it accordingly. If you answer every question your mind is giving you, you'll be able to reformulate a plan that gets you on a track that you eventually want to be on to get to those goals. And so it's been a rough 365 days for pretty much everyone on the planet. Everyone's figuring out new ways of doing things. Everyone's trying to reformulate their business model, their dream, their hopes, their plans. Every, from everything from postponing weddings all the way on down to um, deferring college dreams to building an organization or chucking your old plans and developing new ones. One of the things I wanted to really walk you through were the six years that I keep talking about without much detail. What happened during those six years between the time that I founded the organization to the time where I actually begin action, actually make the decision to leave everything. What I have to say is there was a huge amount of fear in building the dream. There was a huge amount of fear about what my employer would think. Oh my gosh, what if my employer ends up finding out? What if my employer, what if my boss, what if my mentor figures out that, oh my God, I have my own dreams. <laughs> it was a legit worry though, by the way. It's a legit worry. It was a worry where, where I was uh, just a, 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 a little naive. I mean, there was so much worry about, well, uh, I'm a play, paid employee. I need to be living up to my responsibilities. And I was, it wasn't like I wasn't. But there was this fear, there was this active fear, like, and if I, and if my employer finds out, and if my boss finds out, will I lose my job? <laughs> and, and I look back at that and I, and I have to laugh because the reality is that if you're not acting on your dreams, you're building someone else's. It took me a while to figure that one out. I mean, you, you may have already figured it out yourself 
but it took me a while to, to figure that one out. And I just can't believe that I would say out of the six years between the time I put in the paperwork to found the organization I now lead to 2013, so 2006 to 2013 is the time it took, okay? I would say a good chunk of those first few years, it was mostly that, fear. Fear of losing my job, fear of losing my stability, fear of that revenue stream. And I also have to say, the people surrounding me at that moment in time, I guess could read that fear in me and like walk me through why I should listen to that fear. Oh, and that was horrible. To have people that are in your inner circle and then you're sharing things with them and you're saying, hey, these are the plans. This is where I wanna go. This is what we're gonna do. And this is how we're gonna hash it all out. All kind of top secret stuff. <laughs> but then they start walking you through your own fears again. The stuff that keeps you up at night. They start walking through you. They start walking that with you. Sometimes through you. <laughs> um, and that only compounded the issues because it was fear upon fear upon fear that kept me from actually developing detailed plans that were necessary like budgets and an idea as to how much I was going to need to pay, when, how, to be able to build this dream, right? So I would say about two to three years spent living in this fear, right? tip for anybody that's on the journey is try to put all of that aside none of that matters your employer unless you're taking time during your work day is not gonna care what you're doing in your own time and if they do care there may be some control issues there that you need to address with with the kind of job that you're in you may want to ask yourself why am i in this job but those fears like put them aside try to gain that clarity and that focus and if you will only sleep four hours that night well so be it four hours a night so that you can spend the other hours of the night working on that dream building that dream to the point where you launch it to the point where you actually make it happen and that's really like a major piece of what went down in those six years it was fear it's a fear that led to failure to launch i had the idea i had the mission i had the vision and then crept in part two of those six years those fears led me to have an absolute need to over prepare for everything Oh, I'm not prepared enough yet. I, I now need to go out and get another master's. No, maybe I shouldn't get another master's. Oh, well, you know what? I need to go and get another, uh, uh, just another work experience, just so that I know that I'm good, that, I, that I'm okay, that I can actually go ahead and launch. And that consumed up another two to three years. You know, just having a constant fear that led to a constant need for over-preparation on the dream. So 
all of these reasons to procrastinate and not to procrastinate because I was a lazy ass. No, it was procrastination because I felt an overwhelming need to overprepare for things that were completely non-related to the dream. And that was just another piece. Chalk up three of those six years to appear another two to three years on over preparation because, oh my God, was I? And then I just spent probably the last year hemming and hawing as to whether I or not I was gonna jump, whether or not I was actually going to do this. Oh, and then the, and then once you're ready to jump, once you have the courage to have that power of decision, temptation creeps in. I still remember to this day, I'm in Philadelphia. I have already given my notices that I'm leaving my well-paid position and all of this stuff. And a good friend of mine, who at that time was also a boss, but a friendly boss. It wasn't one of these bosses that were constantly trying to control your every move. Sits down with me and says, Hector, walk me through the reasoning why you're leaving us. I mean, I get it. You want to have a political career, right? Is that, is that, is that what this is all about? I was like, well, I, eventually I'd like to get into politics, but no, it's not about that. It's about wanting to really test out some of these ideas I have and dive in. He's like, let me know how I can help you with those dreams. Is there anything that I can do? I mean, if you want to work remote, we can make remote, and mind you, this was way before pandemic times. Working remote was something outlandish. It was like, nobody does that, especially at senior levels, right? So it's like, you wanna work remote? We can, we can arrange for that to happen. So I was sitting in Philadelphia, having this conversation with a good friend of mine who's no longer with us, unfortunately has passed, uh, but he's having this conversation with me and I'm sitting there going, well, it would be nice to work remote and to, he's like, we can work on deliverables. Like you could just have certain deliverables a month. And as long as you make those deliverables, you, you meet those deliverables, we're good. I gotta say, I, uh, I, caved, in, I caved into that temptation for a bit, for a bit, okay? Um, I, uh, I accepted that and that led to some more procrastination. Just, just more procrastination. And again, it wasn't procrastination for being lazy. It was procrastination because um, I thought that this was just another way to be better prepared, another way to continue to keep that sense of stability, that sense of security. The conversations I end up having though, in that time of procrastination that only led to another year or so of, 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 of delay before the time that I hit the go button on launching the dreams is that I learned so much from the conversations I had from this one mentor. His name's Stephen Merritt. He's no longer here with us. He passed uh, tragically a few years ago, so young. But I still remember and I cherish those discussions that I had with them in that year that he bought <laughs> a little extra time with. Um, it was the first time where I actually felt a sense of support from someone that had been on a different road, traveled, 
and had tons of experience on whatever the dreams were. I mean, we dove deep into, hey, you love politics. I mean, I, I see you doing something politically. Let's talk about your political dreams. And we kind of went at that and went around and around on figuring that out. And then he's like, hey, well, you want to launch an international organization? Tell me what you want it to look like. Um, who do you want to be involved? Who are the major stakeholders? And where do you want that organization to go? What do you want it to achieve? What is its model of success and its model of its financial model, its business model? And we went back and forth for a year while I was working for, for him. One year where the temptation crept in and I could have stayed in that position, but that one year I did gain a huge amount of lessons that I'm very thankful for. And that really led to me formulating a better plan for every single dream I was going to dive dive into from that point forward. And so that's the, that's the reason that building the dream has kept me up for the greater part of the last 20 years. I mean, I'm now 41. These dreams begin around age 20 to 22. They start getting executed around 26, 27, but all these fears creep in that I'm talking to you guys. And I finally launched when I'm 33. Renounced the big time salary. I renounced the big time title. I renounced a very cushy sense of traveling everywhere. First dream on the agenda. Um, we're running for office. And so we start putting the team together. Now, I wanna, I wanna say these were all friends, okay? None of us with political backgrounds per se. I had already worked as a political staffer, but in terms of true political campaign background, zero, zip, nada, none of us. But we were friends, we all cared about each other and wanted to see each other move forward and get this done. One of those people gets on a bus and goes, comes all the way to my hometown of El Paso. They lived, they lived in Dallas, still lives in Dallas. Came because they believed, that's it, no expectation of a salary, nothing. But we had some sort of plan, right, that we were gonna try to execute. Part of this crew, part of the idea of when we were gonna run, how we were gonna do this, I gotta say, I picked up the phone and I called AOC before she was even AOC and I said hey I would love for you to come be part of the campaign she's like I'd love to I'm just let me see if I can figure it out I don't know that I could because I, I'm I'm trying I'm trying to to help my family out right now which we all know the story now right what she was doing during that time was uh trying to help her family get get out of some pretty tough situations but this was before she was AOC so we she would actually kind of chime in every now and then on my campaign. Now, the campaign I eventually lost, and I've been very honest with people about this and, and, and open about it, but I learned so much. That was the first project, first I leapt for, right? And uh, I was already working in the background on the organization that I'm telling you guys about that I had already filed for back in 2006. And I was a mess, to be honest with you guys. I was all over the place. My head was all over the place, but we had plans and they were all written down. 
and we were trying to execute him. I learned tons of lessons and we can dive into those lessons on a future podcast, but essentially it was that experience that opened up so many thoughts about what an organization dedicated to building community and building projects that were worthwhile could really do. It was that experience that strengthened my resolve to dive deeper and finally commit to the organization that I had founded back in 2006. So in 2013, after the end of my campaign, I said, all right, dream two, we're gonna start the organization, come hell or high water. And it led me on a journey that has taken me through Argentina, Panama, Mexico, Colombia, Ecuador, Belize, República Dominicana, United States all over the US. I mean, from Washington to Philly, to New York, to Portland, to, oh my gosh, uh, California, all over, up and down California, LA, everywhere. Amazing partners that were put on my path by my old friend, Steve, and other friends from that same experience. Colleges and universities saying, we believe in this. Let's make it happen. Um, what can we do? How do we do it? And when you have the plan already written, when you worked out those stresses and you know, I need to hit this budget. I need to make this go. That's what sets the table for when those partners come in and say, I want to help out. You're able to respond back. So here we are. I mean, man, eight years into this dream development, the foundational framework is set. It's in, it's been there. The mission, vision, values, the clarity, the idea of how we go forward, come, come what may, has been there for a while. The big kind of obstacle that everybody faces now has been the pandemic and has caused us to reformulate. And one of the reformulation pieces is this exact podcast. So back in November, when I'm having conversations privately with friends via telephone and Zoom calls, exhaustive and all of that, conversation just comes up, hey, let's get, let's get on a call and let's figure out uh, what's going to happen politically here. So we get on a call to start, start talking politics just for fun, okay? Nothing having to do with the project, nothing. Just for fun after these exhaustive project calls and, and people really knew the story I was really going through at the time. Um, after, after all of that, we started getting together for election night on a Zoom call. That leads to, hey, let's mess around with this. Let's figure out what we do with live streams. Hey, let's... And slowly what has happened is that it, it, it inspired us to figure out a way to develop the podcast and start developing a community of people that are in the same boat. Where we can build up our projects, generate social impact and do more. And I gotta say, it's rewarding, it's exciting. I'm thrilled and I want you to be a part of it. 
I really want you to be a part of it. And I see a few of you online right now uh, watching the live version of, of the podcast. I want you to be a part of it. Um, I want to build a strong community of individuals that feel the same way I do, that understand and have maybe even witnessed personally in their own journey, these fears I'm talking about, these desires to develop and do something, but kind of the immense stress and anxiety that comes from, (laughs) okay, how am I supposed to figure that one out? But I do want to do it. Well, let's build a community of people that can actually be not only the people that we talk with, but the people that we work with and that we put forward amazing projects. And I'll tell you, the model works. The model works. I've had the awesome opportunity to work with amazing minds throughout the Americas. And just two years ago, in 2019, you don't believe me, go on Twitter, scroll back on the Secretary General, the Secretary General's Twitter account, Luis Amagro, from, uh, from, from the OAS, the Organization of American States, just to talk, just scroll back to 2019, the month of uh, the month of August 2019. You'll see a tweet from him that talks about the amazing projects that were presented to the Organization of American States from amazing minds throughout the Americas. Yeah, those projects were the individuals that the organization I lead had the pleasure of working with and identifying and bringing together, bringing to Washington to present those projects. It's a new world now. We need to figure out ways of making these projects happen in digital spaces for now, and also in physical spaces. And I'd love for you to be a part of it. So that's what I thought I'd bring to the table on day 15,054. It's been an amazing journey, and if I'm given the license, well, hopefully we make it 13,000 more. And in those days, what I'd like to see is uh, just collaboration with friends, just like uh, the ones we've we've uh, been having up to this point in time. How many days have you lived to now? How many more days are you gonna wait before you start on your own journey, your own dream that generates that impact you've been wanting to make? Don't delay it anymore. Make it happen. There's ways in which you can make it happen. I sign myself up to be right there with you for any kind of advice or what have you. No, free of charge, okay? Just come and and have a conversation. Let's figure out how we do this together. Um, That's how I've been with my friends. And I've been doing these live casts, mostly these podcasts, um, just to, to rebuild that community, that sense of community we've lost during the pandemic. So if these conversations, these podcasts speak to you, whether you're a friend or whether you're a stranger, reach out, send me an email, uh, send me a little message, um, tell me about the project. Let's make it happen. Let's figure it out. Let's generate a social impact in all of our communities and also 
build that dream. And it all starts with staying up late at night, building the dream and building the foundational framework for where you're headed. So until next time, think big. Peace.